You're listening to The Vine Podcast, episode 110. If you've ever wondered what the process of redesigning your website looks like, today's episode is going to be a deep dive into what our process at Grace and Vine Studio is like. I know that this process can feel a little mysterious and sometimes overwhelming. So in this episode, I talk about what kind of prep work is needed before a web design project begins, how our process has shifted over the last year, what support looks like after you launch a new website, and some of our client wins. Plus, I answer some of the common questions we get about what it's like to redesign your food blog. Hey friend, I'm Madison Wetherill, a web designer and branding strategist for food bloggers and your host for the Vine podcast. This show is all about supporting you as a food blogger as you grow your business. I'll share tips for designing your business and your website with intention so that you can build a blog that fits into your life, not consumes it. You'll hear tips for connecting with your audience, growing your blog, and tips for managing and designing your website, all in short, easy to consume and actionable episodes. If you're ready to think differently about the strategies and tactics that you need to grow your food blog, you are in the right place. I'm so excited that you're here, friend. Let's get started. Hey, food bloggers. Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. And on today's episode, I am really excited to have a sort of guest and also interviewer with me today. I have Jillian, who is our online business manager over at Grace and Vine Studios. And I wanted to have her come on today because we have really worked very hard as a team, but especially Jillian and I together to refine the experience that our clients have when they work with us over the past year. And until you're a client, really, though, it's really hard to know exactly what it's going to be like to go through the web design process. And so we wanted to kind of pull back the curtain today and give you a behind the scenes look at what it's like to redesign your website with us. And like I said, Jillian is our online business manager, which basically means she's our process expert. And so I thought it would be really fun for her to ask me some questions about this process and for us to just have a conversation about what it's like for someone to go through this process with us. So Jillian, do you want to say hi and get us started? Yeah. So hey, everybody. I'm super excited to be back with you guys and back with you, Madison. I think this is going to be really helpful to people who are considering a future web redesign and who are just thinking about different ways to improve their site too. Each part of our process is so important. And so to kind of pull back the curtain, like you said, and talk about why it's important and how we can truly help these food bloggers achieve the results that they need on their site, I think this is going to be super, super great. So we'll just jump right in. Madison, tell me how you prepare clients for their upcoming projects and what does this actually entail for them? So I really love when prospective clients ask me this question on a call because when you are starting to even think about your project, it's really important to understand what is the time commitment going to look like for you as the person who is hiring someone. Because obviously we are taking off of your plate most of the work, but there is some work that's required for our clients before we can get started. And so basically how it works is as soon as somebody signs up to work with us, we are going to go ahead and send them their their homework, if you will, of what they're going to need to do before they get started with working with us. And essentially what this is, I like to tell people that you have had your blog for however many years you've had it, and you know this blog like the back of your hand. But there's a lot of information that needs to get out of your head and sort of to our team to be able to prepare for your project. And so sort of all of that onboarding work is all of that groundwork that we're going to need to know once we get started on your project. So it's asking you things about your brand. It's getting you to start thinking about the things that you want to have on your website. 
And really just starting to have that conversation and get those ideas rolling so that when we start your project, we're able to hit the ground running and really dive deep into your strategy. And just like I said, hit the ground running and be able to get the project started really efficiently so that there's not a lot of back and forth when we begin. And Jillian, do you want to talk about how we've kind of changed this process in the last couple of months? Because this is something that we changed pretty recently. And I feel like we've gotten a really, really cool way of helping our clients get ready for their project now. Yeah. So we, instead of just, you know, telling people, hey, like it would be great to accomplish some of these things beforehand, we've actually prepared a course that outlines everything they need to work on before their web design project begins. And so to hit the ground running, like you were talking about, and like maximizing that strategy time with you, to have some of these questions answered makes them really, really clear on the direction of their food blog. So with this course, they start by figuring out what they're going to need to nail down with their audience and the brand voice and the preferences they have for their logo and the words that they want to use, the values that they have, the emotional words that they want to communicate about their blog itself, what it's about, who it pertains to. There are so many ways to narrow down on that niche and what the GV team has done is gathered all of the most important questions and put them in one space so that when the project start date arrives, we can hit the ground running with strategy and with building the site that is best for that specific food blogger in that specific niche. Yeah. And I I think this course has been really, really helpful for our clients. And the few clients who have gone through it now have just really loved how organized it was. And I think that's been really helpful for us too, because the last thing we want is for somebody to start their project. Really, it's even before they start their project and to feel overwhelmed. And so we've tried to make it really seamless for clients to go through this so that when the project starts, they're excited and they're ready to, you know, chat with me and dive into any other details that we need to cover. But it's not like they're already overwhelmed before we've even started. So we really like what that course has done. Yeah, I agree. I also think that as somebody who likes to check something off of a list, it's kind of validating and and nice to be able to say, okay, I've marked that off the list. I'm, I'm going to the next part of the course. And it's not a super elaborate course. It doesn't take a ton of time. It just takes the right amount of time to dig into the important things you need to know about your blog. And I think it also helps put things in perspective and helps you narrow on, narrow in and get clear so that everything is top of mind when you start that strategy call with them. I think that that is so, so valuable. Yeah. And one other thing that I wanted to mention too, that I've heard from other people who are thinking about redesigning their website is sometimes you might feel like you have kind of all the stuff that has to happen before you're able to start on a project. And so we've taken some of those things that our clients need to go through, like thinking about your categories and reorganizing them, going through your plugins and like kind of getting rid of the clutter of things that you don't need. And we've made those suggestions and kind of things that will help you to prepare for your project so that, you know, once we have access to your website, you feel confident about it being in really good shape. Even if, you know, you know, your entire like look and theme is going to change, you know, on the back end that it's organized and it's, you know, succinct, or you know what your questions are so that we can cover that when we finally do meet. Oh, yeah, that's good. Bringing questions to the meeting is, I think, could be so helpful to somebody because, I mean, food bloggers are food bloggers. They're not web designers, right? (laughs) So I'm sure that they're going to have a ton of questions moving into it. So that's a great segue to the next question. So walk me through the GV web design process. Give me kind of a high level of what people can expect once their project kicks off. Yeah. So as we've kind of alluded, the very first part of the process is strategy. And 
if you have listened to this podcast for any length of time, you know how important strategy is to me. And I truly believe that in order to be able to get the results that you're looking for in your project, we have to start with strategy because we can design things that are beautiful all day long, but if it doesn't attract who you want to attract to your website, it does nothing. You're going to come back in six months feeling like you don't like it or feeling like it's not really doing what you want. And apart from that, every single one of our clients, even though yes, they're all food bloggers, they have such different goals for this website redesign. And so it's so important for us to start with that strategy and have those goals front and center and top of mind when we're starting to think about what your website's going to look like and how it's going to function. So that's really the big first phase. And then from there, we're able to move into the branding phase. And that's where we start to figure out like what is the website and the brand actually going to look like? What fonts are we going to use? What colors? And when we're doing this, we're not just trying to come up with something that our clients like. Of course, that's part of the goal is that we want them to love it and make it something that feels like them. But at the end of the day, we really want it to be something that resonates with their audience because when someone comes to your brand new website, we want them to feel immediately like it's the place for them if they're the right audience for you. And so that's where kind of that strategy blends into the branding phase. And that's really a key part of why that strategy phase has to come first. Because if we skip over that and go straight to branding, we might come up with something that our clients love, but it's not going to you know, hit that mark that we want it to hit with our audience. And then from there, we're able to jump into the web design phase. So you can see it's kind of a compound effect. It's like that snowball effect of one thing leads to another. But once we have the web design and branding strategy in place, then we have the branding, we have the logo and the, you know, the look and feel of the site. Now we can apply that to those main pages that are part of our web design package. And then we're able to basically mock up everything so that you can see how everything's going to look. And we explain like, this is how it's going to function because it is sort of a 2D model of what you're going to experience once it's developed. But we're going through that process first before we get to development because it just saves a ton of time on everybody's end to be able to chat through some of those things and ask, you know, whatever questions you have about things before things are a little bit more set in stone once it's coded. And so you have the opportunity to look at everything and approve everything before we move into that development phase. Once we move into the development phase, that's when we're obviously building everything out. We're coding the, you know, the theme, getting everything built based on the mockups that you've already looked at and approved. After the development phase, we have a walkthrough call with the client to show them. Well, actually I skipped a step. So after the site is developed, our team goes through and reviews it top to bottom to make sure that it looks and functions the way that it should and it was intended to. So that way, by the time we get to that walkthrough call with our client, everything looks you know, 95 to 99% of the way there. And we're just making small tweaks and changes that are just like, once you've seen it, maybe you have a different idea for something, but they're, they're pretty small because we've gone through all of those steps before. And then once we've gone through that walkthrough call, that's when we're able to actually set our launch date and get, you know, everything moving to have that new website launched for you. Yeah, I love that. I think just my personal preference, I love the web design phase because it is like putting pen to paper and getting to see results. And it's giving you like a really very, very close view of what your site is going to look like. And I think that is so cool. What I've noticed about people reviewing those mock-ups is that is what lights them on fire and gets them really, really excited. Now, obviously that is the heaviest phase for feedback because that you're, you are looking at the part of the phase where you're looking at the site that you are going to have as a finished product. And so we that is that is probably the longest phase for how much client involvement there is, but also really, really gratifying to kind of just see the next step in it and then 
look at it before it gets built so you can make any tweaks. Yeah. And I think it's like a puzzle. It's like you are starting to see like the full picture every phase along the way. But you're right that when you get finally to that web design phase, it's like all the pieces have started to come together. And it's like your vision is really coming to life. I think my favorite phase is actually strategy. Shocking. Um, (laughs) But it's it's really fun to be able to take all of that like written information that I have and the, you know, after having the call with the client and really starting to get some of their ideas on paper, like being able to take that and turn it into something a little bit more tangible for our clients is really fun. And even though the wireframe itself is like the most boring document of all of the ones that we show them, it's the one where it starts to finally feel like, okay, yeah, this is what I was looking for. I was looking for someone to take my ideas and put it on paper and make it make sense. And so that's also one of the you know first parts in the project where I'm able to record a video and send it to the client, which is something that's really important because I know that our clients want to hear like from me and they want to hear what the ideas were behind it. They don't want to just have a document sent to them with no information behind it. So that's always a fun one for me just to be able to get those ideas like more concrete. And I just feel like it sets the entire project off on the right foot. So that's my favorite one. Yeah. Actually, let's talk about wireframes for a second because I feel like they are so they're they're basically like the no fluff document. Not that good design is fluff. Please don't hear that. <laughs> but it's like black and white, it's shapes, it's frames, it's basically looking at the floor plan of each page of the website. And like you said, like sure, it may be the most boring <laughs> thing that we send them, but it's also like seeing your plans and the strategy come to life the very first thing that you see. So that being at the beginning of the process and and in the strategy phase, I think that's also like a good kickoff point for people to be like, oh, like this is what this is gonna look like. This is really exciting. Yeah. And it's intentionally boring on purpose because if we had like if we chose fonts or if we chose colors even just as placeholders it would be very distracting and so we purposely keep it you know super boring fonts super boring shapes because we want to really focus on how is someone going to move through the homepage specifically like how are they going to you know first experience it and move through it and we don't want people to get distracted by like well I don't really like that shape or that style of button or whatever it's really just meant to be like no this is someone's going to move from your about section where they are starting to learn to trust you into your freebie where they're going to like sign up and give you that like first step or then they're going to have the opportunity to dig into all these different paths and go to different content, you know, sections on your website. And so you're able to start to see like how someone would move through and kind of pave their own adventure type of thing. And you don't really get that if you're like distracted by fonts and colors. So as hard as it is for us to keep it boring, it's done on purpose. (laughs) (laughs) The fun comes shortly after though. So it doesn't stay boring for long. (laughs) So um, how has this process grown and evolved in the last year? And I know you're probably thinking, well, how much time do we have? (laughs) But tell me a little bit about what we've done as a team and what we've noticed and the adjustments that we've made to kind of make this a even more seamless process than it used to be. I feel like one of the major things that we've done is get a lot of the things that were in my head, like the ways that I do things without even thinking about them. We've put those on paper so that it can be something that happens more efficiently because what we've noticed is as we've scaled and served more clients, we need to be as efficient as we can so that every single client gets the same experience with us. And, you know, we're not having clients that come in and I'm like, oh, I should do this extra like thing for them. It's like, we have a process, we have a system, which is what we talked about in you know the last episode that you were on with me. And it's just been something that's really helped me to 
put more of my brain power into the things that matter the most. Like it doesn't matter to our client if I have it documented out like that or not, but it saves me from having to think about it more and to have to figure out what I want to do for this particular client and being able to just stick with the process, stick with the flow. It's also helped us to stay, you know, really rigid with our timelines and being able to make sure that every client, you know, we're not saying, oh yeah, we're going to launch on this date. And then it's like six weeks later, it's, we're able to keep that, you know, timeline really tight because of that. And so, yeah, I think that's one of the biggest things we've done is just taken things that were happening maybe automatically without thinking about it, but put them down on paper so that there's some accountability there and there's some, you know, way to follow and make sure that it's actually happening. And then I would say, Another way that this process has evolved is that I think we've honestly looped our clients in more about what happens because I think we've really figured out where the most important touch points are with our clients and where they need to hear from us. Whereas maybe in the past, we were like giving them updates every day or like updates every week that were unnecessary. And so now it's like you hear from us when you really need to hear from us because there's something important happening. And I don't know, we just haven't, we haven't had clients who have been confused about like where we're at in the process or what's happening next. It's, it's gotten to a place where it's very easy for our clients to understand what's happening next. And that's definitely something that's evolved in the last year for sure. Yeah. I would say it, everything has a purpose, like even down to when we check in with clients and give them an update, because like you said, like it doesn't do them any good to have an update every day because there aren't like big leaps taken every day. Sometimes it's a process day by day. And so it is, it's good to know that when it comes down to it, every single thing that has been chosen to be shared, every single detail that is in each task is purposeful. I also love that. Um, I think our process makes it really clear for the client where we're at, like you had mentioned. And I think at the end of the day, it's really simple. Clarity is kindness. And it's really kind to let someone know who's investing in GV to design their site where things are. And so I think that that is super helpful to them. I also think that our process and how it's evolved, like you said, keeps us on track. It keeps everything going and it keeps everything efficient, which then allows for us to pop in and say, well, actually this client needs something a little bit more custom. This client needs an additional, you know, this X, Y, and Z. Because not every food blogger is the same and not every site when we redesign it is the same. And so because we have such a clear, defined process, that allows us the margin to make some of those customizations in the process for that specific client. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's something that has changed a lot from maybe before I was even working with food bloggers directly. You know, I was working with kind of a lot of different businesses. But now that we work with food bloggers almost exclusively, like we have people who have food bloggers plus some other stuff going on in their business, but we're able to just serve them to a higher capacity because of what you said, like, because we've kind of really focused on what are the essential things that this project has to have. It's not a big deal if a client has an extra add-on or, you know, wants to add on an extra page in during the project. It's not going to throw the entire timeline off when that happens because we have things so well organized. And that's just a testament to, you know, the power of having a team behind what you're doing, because if it was just me, it wouldn't be like that. And that's definitely something that has changed as we've had, you know, the team grow and change over the last year. And that's something that I'm really, you know, proud to tell people when I'm on an inquiry call and they ask me like, well, is it just you? And I'm like, trust me, you don't want it to be just me. You want these people (laughs) in my corner supporting me and helping this project along. And that's been a really cool part of, you know, the journey over the last year. Yeah, definitely. So 
back to our process, like what kind of follow-up or support do you offer after the project? So I always like to tell people that it's not like, you know, your site's going to launch and we're just going to be like, okay, good luck. Bye. Like that is the exact opposite of the experience that I want our clients to have. You know, we're at, when we're trying to launch a site and we're getting to those final days, like it is like you're at the end of a marathon and you're just like, you know, there's some exhaustion. There's so much excitement because you've achieved this big thing. But at the end of the day, like there's, there's things that have to happen afterwards. And so Something that we've been experimenting with over the last about six months is really figuring out what it needs to look like to sort of monitor our sites after they're launching because so often like the day that they launch or even the week after they launch, it's like, yep, everything looks great. I don't have any questions. But once you start to use the site every single day, questions are going to come up. Maybe there's little things that you missed, even though it's been reviewed multiple times. And so we've been trying to figure out, you know, what does that need to look like for our clients? And so there's a couple of things that we look at. So from the client's perspective, we want them to go in and use the site as they normally would, figure out if there's things that maybe were missed or you know things that they have questions on. I send over a bunch of training videos on how to use all of the different features of the site. And so they're going to go through those and try to learn how to use those things. But if there's anything that comes up within you know that first week or two, they're going to send that over and we're going to take care of it. Beyond that, I'm also taking a look at how is your site speed performing? Because what happens after a brand new site launches is it takes Google Search Console about 28 days or up to 28 days to validate the changes that have been made and to make sure that everything is passing site speed. And so we're going to continue to monitor that during that 28 day period. And if anything comes back and doesn't pass, we're going to go ahead and fix that because our goal is for all of our client sites to be, you know, passing core vitals and passing all of the site speed metrics by the time, you know, that they launch. And then the third thing that we're looking at is we're also monitoring your ad performance. So you know, most of our clients are using either AdThrive or Mediavine, and there are some things that they can do on their end to monitor things, but we want to make sure we're monitoring it on our side as well so that, you know, for example, your RPM is not dropping drastically over this after the site launches. We want to make sure that it's either holding steady or it's going up. So it's just keeping a pulse on all of those things for, you know, two weeks to a month just to make sure that everything is in really good shape once we officially sign off and, you know, kind of the project is completely over. But at the end of the day, it's it's a huge investment for our clients. And there's so much that happens in the process that I never want our clients to feel like, well, I paid my final invoice and then I never heard from her again. Like that is exactly the opposite of what I want to happen. So even though the project ends when the site launches, technically, there's still a lot of, you know, just maintenance and support that happens after that. Yeah, definitely. One thing I love too about towards the end of the project, we offer a client launch course. And basically that is information and resources on how to launch your new brand and your new website to your audience. And so that's something that happens as you're kind of wrapping up in the development phase and you're you're able to see those resources and kind of plan out what that launch is going to look like for you specifically. But I love that we offer that because again, like a food blogger is in their zone of genius when they're food blogging. But when it comes down to launching something or sharing about something on social media that's not pertaining to a recipe or something, sometimes it can kind of get in their head. I know I do. And sometimes we can just kind of like overthink it. But what we've done is we've compiled really simple resources to help people share about their experience and share about their new brand and new website with their audience. 
Yeah, and I love that part too, because what we noticed is, again, like there's just so much happening in that last like week of the project before things launch. And so sometimes it can get forgotten. And then you think, well, I didn't tell my audience about this new website. So I'm just not going to tell them because it's been a few weeks. But really, there's never like a bad time to talk to your audience about it. Because what could happen on the other side is they come to your site and they're like, whoa, this looks different. I don't (laughs) remember this site, which is good. You don't want them to be like, remembering the old site when it's been completely overhauled, but we have to sort of let our audience know that it's coming. And so, yeah, that launch course is really helpful for people to be able to just start thinking about what they want to do. They, you know, there's a lot of really fun things you could do for a launch, but it doesn't have to be complicated. It can be really simple. And so we've tried to provide, you know, the prompts for people to be able to just copy and paste and fill out a few extra details, any graphics that you're going to need, and just like a really easy launch schedule to be able to just If you want to announce it and kind of go all out with sharing it with your audience, we've kind of given you the resources to be able to do that. Yeah, that's a really good point. I didn't think about when, you know, if clients come back to your site and they realize it's completely different. That's so true. So actually launching it is super helpful to communicate that so they know what to expect. I love that. So what is a win that you consistently see with the GV clients and like what surprises them? Like what do they have to say about the process itself? That's a really good question. I think two things that immediately come to mind are that our clients are excited about their brand again. And it looks a lot different. It looks different for every single client. We have some that come to us and it's like they've been neglecting their website for a few years and they know that, you know, they've been producing content, but they just kind of let like the weeds grow on their site, if you will. And so we have clients who are excited to dig into using their website again. And just having that like fresh, clean slate of a site that isn't broken is such a refreshing experience. The other part that I really love is our clients have like a renewed or even a first time sense of confidence of who they're talking to and kind of what their mission is. Because I think for so many of our clients, they've been doing this for a long time and there's a lot of things that they feel really good about, but having a clearer vision of exactly how they're different in, you know, this crowded food blogging world, they just show up differently. They're excited to try new things or reach their audience in a different way or produce content that might be slightly different or even just slightly elevated. And so that's a really cool thing to see over the few, you know, months or even a year after our clients work with us. That they're just, they have a renewed sense of excitement. And I think that's one of those intangible things that people walk away with that, you know, we can't, guarantee it or we can't like advertise it necessarily but it's like something that a lot of our clients say is one of their favorite parts of working with us and just one of their favorite parts about investing in themselves in this way yeah i love that thinking on the technical side like what are some technical and quantitative wins that you have seen from your clients yeah so again this is something that is so different with every single client and it's just it's kind of fun to just see like what's going to happen you know we've had clients who overnight you know the day before their launch versus the next day see you know like a nine dollar increase in their rpm and that holds steady we've seen clients who i just interviewed one of our clients kate a few weeks ago on the show and she talked about how all of her numbers are up her traffic is up her you know the time people are spending on her site is up her income is up and so a lot of the time, that's what our clients see. Honestly, they see an increase across the board of just whatever. And again, that's why it's so important for us to know what their goals are at the beginning, because 
for some of our clients, that might not be the goal. Like I'm sure every single client would like to make more money through their website redesign. But for some, it's like, I want to see an increase in email subscribers, or I want to promote a new cookbook that's coming out. And so, you know, going back to that idea of like, what is the strategy and what is the goal for this particular client, knowing that helps us to be able to at least hopefully, you know, push that goal for them and help help them to see that result. But yeah, for most of our clients, I would say that's the biggest you know, tangible result that they're seeing is they are seeing, you know, that their sites load faster and they're passing those core web vitals and site speed metrics. You know, they're seeing more traffic coming from Google. They're seeing people dig around on their site more and find more of their content because that's ultimately one of the biggest reasons people want to redesign is they have hundreds or thousands of blog posts that are just buried. And so they want those posts to be front and center and for people to be able to find them. And so that's definitely something that we consistently hear as feedback from our clients. So as we wrap up here, we kind of talked about our favorite part of the process, what that yours and my favorite, the part of the process, but what have you seen with clients? Like what, what part of the process do you see that they just light up in? I think probably the branding and the web design phase, that's more from a design perspective. I will say the strategy phase is usually huge for them too. Like having the call at the beginning of the project where we're able to just like really dig deep and kind of uncover things. There's a lot of times where there's like some huge thing that's been right in front of them the whole time that they've just missed. And so having that unlocked is huge. But yeah, I would say the biggest kind of most like monumental phase is usually web design just because they realize how different it's going to be having this new site. And that often is the time where it's like, oh, now I have to sit with this old site for a few more weeks. But <laughs> it's like, just hold on. You're like, we're almost there. But yeah, that's the part of the project where it all just starts to come together. And they just start to get so excited about being able to have this professional and, you know, beautiful website that they can be proud of. And so I think that's, that's probably the favorite phase for our clients. Yeah, I would agree with that. I also love that you touched on strategy because I just, you know, I check in with you after every strategy call just to kind of see how things went and get a, get an idea if there were any specifics or anything um, that we need to add to the client notes. And um, (laughs) I just love how each, uh, on each call, I feel like you're like, oh, they were really excited about this part, or they were really excited about this, or they feel like they're really clear on this now. And those are just like really small wins. Like you said about the intangibles, the confidence that people get and the clarity that people get. Of course, that's not increasing, you know, your page views necessarily in the moment, but it is the beginning of so much more to come. And so I love, love, love that. Okay. So I think we are going to wrap up now, but is there anything you want to share with people about how they can book with us this coming year? Yeah. And I I hope that people listening, like if you've because I, I honestly think even if you've gone through a website redesign, you know, maybe it was five years ago, maybe it was two years ago, and you have been thinking about like, what what's different about working with Grace and Vine? I hope that this episode just kind of shared that with you. I can't guarantee that this process will be the same for any other web designer. This is just what works for us and what works for our clients, um, because that's something that we've been constantly refining for the last year or so. So yeah, if you're interested in just learning about how we work with clients, you can always go over to graceandvinestudios.com and click on the services tab. That's where you can see the different ways that we're working with clients. And you can learn more about you know our web design process, see some examples of client work that we've done in the past, and then see what our next openings are. But I would suggest, you know, if it's something that is on your 
you know, dream list for this year, definitely get in touch sooner rather than later, because we know for sometimes people are hoping to do it in the next month and that's not always feasible. So if it's something that, you know, you really want to do this year, reach out to us because we will be honest with you and tell you if it's the right fit for you. And if you're the right fit for this process, because for some people, they're not looking to go this deep, you know, working with someone on the process and they really just want it to be kind of done for them. And, you know, we didn't mention this word specifically, but I tell almost every client I chat with or prospective client that our process is very collaborative. And it's something that's really important to me for it to not be the clients just telling us exactly what they want or me telling you exactly what you need, but it's kind of meeting in the middle and figuring out where those things meet, because that's where I think we're going to be able to achieve results for our clients. And so it's important to know that that's part of our process. And that starts with the first time that we chat with you, just learning kind of what your goals are and what you're hoping to get out of the project and what would make the project successful for you, because we want to know that going into it so that we can, you know, make sure that that's realistic before we even begin together. Yeah. If web design isn't the best fit for them, what else can we do for them? So typically people are coming to us because they either need a new logo or they need you know, the full site. If they don't need that, then typically our designer for a day package is the best. And this is really for somebody who loves their branding, they love their theme, and they don't want to switch those things. So they're just looking to get support in some of those little things that have been, you know, on their to-do list for a while that they maybe don't have the technical knowledge to do, or they just don't want to spend the time doing. But typically, you know, it really comes down to those things. Like, are you excited about the brand that you have? And do you love using your theme? Is it something that you feel like is really serving you well? And if it doesn't, then usually, the web design conversation is the direction that we're going to go. Or for some people, it's like they need some tweaks right now, but they're planning on redesigning in a year. And it's like, you're going to invest a lot of time and energy into fixing those things or putting band-aids on them, like I like to say. And if your ultimate goal is to redesign in the next year, then maybe it's better to just either move that up or, you know, wait it out because otherwise you might find that you're just kind of, like I said, putting band-aids on a situation where a more official renovation is necessary. Yeah. And I think that when someone messages us and says, hey, I'm not really sure what I need, like we have a lot of resources for you. And there's a lot of podcast episodes that can kind of walk people through the process of figuring out what they need. But we're also super transparent with people about if this isn't the best fit for them, then this might be, or maybe we just need to touch base in another couple of months. Yeah. And that's just something that's really important to us as like a company value that integrity behind things, because we're not here to just convince people that they need something that they don't. And, you know, I also would feel really bad not being honest with someone when they think that they need a smaller package, but what they really need is like the full thing. And so, you know, I have those conversations with people sometimes, and sometimes it's like, well, it's not in the cards right now, but I'll, I'll reach back out when it is. Or sometimes it's like, you know what? Yeah, I think I do need to just take the leap and make this investment because this really is going to serve me the best long term. So it all just starts with that conversation. And that's, you know, we just love being able to help people figure out what's best for their particular situation. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for letting me interview you. This was fun. (laughs) Yeah, this was definitely more um, exciting than if I had just been talking to people about this. And I think you just add a different perspective, having gone through so many of these changes with me and really building out, you know, building out these courses for our clients and building out these processes for our clients. It's definitely not been just me. And so it was a really cool thing to just have you here helping me answer these questions and helping people get, um, you know, a view of what it's like both from my perspective and from somebody who is on the team as well. So thank you so much for your time. Of course. Thanks for having me. 
Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, I would love for you to screenshot it and share it with a friend. You can tag me on Instagram stories at Grace and Vine. For the show notes for this episode, head to thevinepodcast.com. Talk soon.